Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. I am fired up about today's show. We're going to be talking about marriage and how it will change you. Are you ready to forfeit you for an us in order to have a happy union? Are you ready to be a better communicator or face the consequences? What are some common deal breakers? How you spend your time, money, interact with the in-laws, how you split chores, all going into working this thing called marriage out. So that's what we're talking about today. If you happen to have missed last week's show, we were talking about relationship red flags, money, activity level, friends, family, commitment level, sexual frequency, educational level, honor, and more. Let's lay it all out and what are those common deal breakers that cause the red flags. You don't want to be in that boat, so get informed, right? Okay. All right, so if you happen to have missed last week's show, so easy to find. All you have to do is Google the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross, and you will see my new mobile app. You can download not only this show, but any and all of my archive shows and listen on demand. If you don't happen to have the mobile app, you can also hear us on TuneIn and SoundCloud. So make that happen, okay? By the way, if you haven't already subscribed to my Facebook fan page, make sure that you hit the like page button, which is in the upper right-hand corner. And again, the same name as the show, The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. And once a week, you'll be getting postings of what the topic is, what we're doing, who the guests are, the time, how to listen, all that kind of stuff, scheduling information, and you can find that easily on the Men's Advocate Show page from my Facebook fan page, okay? So we'll look for you there. And that's also a good place to write to me, send me a PM, and if you have a suggestion with regard to a topic or a show idea, or perhaps you want me to have on a special guest, and I will do my very best to make that happen for you, okay? All right, so let's head on back over to today's topic. We are talking about marriage will change you. But, you know, it doesn't have to always be in a bad way. I mean, there are some benefits to this. Otherwise, people wouldn't be getting married. So let's take a look at what some of these pitfalls are and what you can do to improve your marriage. Okay? So the wedding cake is hard and it's stale. The wedding gifts are stocked away in cupboards never to be seen again. So what happens now? Well, congratulations, you and your spouse are all set to commence that terrifying but beautiful journey that is married life. They say that the first year of marriage is the hardest. There are adjustments to be made and points to be proven to any doubters that you have. Even though nearly half of women live with a partner before they get married, the first year is still the hardest. And why is that? Well, it doesn't hit you that you're a unit until you sign that marriage license. Something about that piece of paper makes it official. It's on the record books for generations to come. It's called public records, and you can view these documents at the Department of Vital Statistics. So if any of you have done a DNA test, one of the avenues that they use is to go back to such public records. So they're going to go to the courthouse and pull up these documents. Guess what? You and your spouse's name and that date are going to live forever or until the city hall burns down. It's going to be part of those documents for a very, very long time. Okay? All right. So even though cohabitation and marriage look like the same thing with cohabitation there's always a relatively easy out now with marriage you have a signed binding contract much like a business contract actually you are in a permanent union and the stakes are higher so every fight or disappointment within the marriage may feel more significant 
and more loaded because, hey, it is. There's much more at stake. Every decision your partner makes directly affects you and vice versa. Now, the day after marriage, suddenly you're worried about combining finances, working around your two careers, the shared engagements of your two families, and you are beginning to feel the realities of married life. Plus, the stresses of being a young adult are still there. Let's say you have a student loan. Let's say you're worried about the rising cost of living or not having enough space, but then whatever you're worried about, it's now doubled because you also have to take under consideration your spouse's situation in these areas. So you have to think about you and your partner. And the real problem, well, it's taboo to talk about it. So in an age of social media prime perfection, you worried about looking unhappy or ungrateful. Now, hey, that wouldn't match your selfies, would it? And heck, you might even be worried about being a bad partner. So that's a lot to admit. There's no shame in admitting that you're struggling or having a tough time doesn't mean you regret getting married. The best advice is to talk over this angst with your, with your partner. You can work it out together, which brings you closer together. You and your fiance may have planned the wedding for over a year, then in three hours, bam, it's over. Now some may get postpartum depression like, is that all there is? <laughs> you know, after the three hours are up. So yes, it certainly can feel like that. The first year is an eventful and mixed year. And here's what you can expect from that first year of marriage. Okay, one thing, maybe you'll get excited over your new titles. You will take a thrill out of introducing your new life partner as your husband or wife as opposed to just a boyfriend or girlfriend or a fiance. Some of you who now have a new surname, usually the woman, will suddenly call up the banks and other providers to inform them that someone finally put a ring on it. It's a hassle to be sure. It may take months in order to change the passport, the driver's license, the social security card, your health insurance plan, your car insurance, and all the other documentation that you need to, to change. But it just makes you feel more committed once you or your spouse actually takes that action and then you start acting like a unit rather than as and you leave your single life behind. For those women who do take on a new name she's going to spend a ridiculous amount of time when she's bored practicing her new signature. <laughs> it's just a fact of life, but that's kind of how it goes. I mean, how would you like it, uh, Mr. Jones, if you were no longer Mr. Jones and then tomorrow you were Mr. Smith? It would be <laughs> a whole new set of initials and signing and, you know, it's an adaptation. So you're going to have to adapt. So what else is going on? Well, you discover new habits. If they had informed you beforehand that they wear the same underpants two days in a row, would that have altered your decision to marry? <laughs> Probably yes, right? <laughs> so it's kind of good that you didn't hear that information ahead of being married. Here's another thing that will happen after you get married. Most likely, you will get a pet together. So just figure on a cat to a newly married couple is what training wheels are to a bike. Now, if you can't keep a cat happy and healthy, then stock up on plenty of condoms because it kind of means you aren't ready to have a baby. In fact, she may view how you interact with the new pet as to whether or not you're going to be a good dad because if you can't take care of the pet she's going to be worried that you're not going to be a good dad and husband in that situation either. Speaking of which baby talk will definitely be on the agenda. 
Those of you who've read my book, Mastering Women, The Real Truth About Women That Will Change Your Life Forever. By the way, you can find this on Amazon, either in the ebook form or in paperback. Get that book. But anyway, in that book, I say one of the driving factors for women, whether she tells you out of her mouth otherwise or not, is her body is meant to reproduce. So yes, baby talk is going to be on the agenda. You might have a woman who says, oh, you know, that's fine. I'm not interested in having any kids or that's fine. I might, I'm not, I'm on the same page with you. I want to delay having kids. But what she says out of her mouth and what her body does are two different things. And the reason why they're two different things is because of hormones. There is a serious hormone dump going on every month that is a siren call for her to have a baby. So you guys need to talk about this well ahead of proposing on how the kids are coming, when the kids are coming, and how many, right? So make that happen. So anyway, after you get married, there definitely is going to be baby talk on the agenda. So the thrill of doing something as grown up as marriage makes you excitable to take the next step. She might be downloading ovulation apps and you might be interrupting TV shows to the point to point out what a lovely name that would be for a baby name and you will spend countless hours trying to figure out what gives your swimmers the best chance at populating her eggs. My oh my. <laughs> your first significant fight will have surprising results. It's a fright when you have that first major argument. You fear for your entire marriage as you haven't yet realized how common the bickering will become. Now, the good news is afterwards, you will engage in the best makeup sex ever and enjoy mutual presents such as favors at massages, special meals, and the swapping of love letters saying that you'll never fight again. Yeah, sure, that's going to happen, but okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice comment. So don't get used to it because by year five, it will turn into the stubborn, silent treatment. So we don't want to head into that territory, do we? No, we do not. Okay. Okay, if you've just joined us, you're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Call us at our phone number, 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. Today we are talking about marriage. It will change you. So if you have a question or comment on this topic, please join us and call in. When we come back from the break, we'll be talking about dismissing rumors and how that affects your marriage. All right, we'll catch you right back after the break. Hey guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back, usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's themensadvocate.com slash coaching. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women, too. Google KMET Advocate and save to your favorites every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. We proudly rejoin our programming with The Men's Advocate Show with your host, Linda Gross. 
on KMET 1490 AM Smart Talk. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. We are talking today about marriage will change you. Marriage will change you. All right, so let's hop back into the topic. We're talking right now about you will dismiss rumors. People telling you that marriage gets into a boring routine and that the honeymoon period doesn't last just never knew how to do the matrimony thing like you and your other half do. So you're going to dismiss the naysayers from the public and from friends and family because you care about your mate and you want to protect them. Next up, you will create a duties list. So literally what this means is there's a schedule for everything. Who will feed the cat? Who cooks? Whose turn is it to wash the dishes? And whose turn is it to choose something on Netflix? By the way, you can list this thing, this topic to death, but it turns out that most people don't even stick to this. So I guess you can discuss it to to a degree, to the things that you're really good at. Let's say you're really great at vacuuming. Go ahead and do the vacuuming. And maybe she's really good at doing the laundry, so she takes on the laundry. Decide up front who's going to do what. Cater to those strengths and just stick by it. If you both hate the chore, I don't know, I guess you can take turns on opposite weeks as to who's doing what. Then again, you're going to have to pay attention to the calendar to see if it's an even week or an odd week to make that happen. Next up, you will actually be pleased with yourself that you are married. Wow, who knew that was going to happen? And you're going to say to yourself, wow, I'm actually married. Who would have thunk? Me? Question mark? (laughs) So isn't that a good feeling? I think it is. Next up, you will feel old. You'll remember the days when you stayed up till dawn. Now that you're married to somebody and have responsibilities and stuff, it can sometimes be scary, but also quite nice. It will take the whole first year to get your head around all of it. Next up, you will try to liven up sex by being experimental. In a desperate bid to prove the rumors wrong that you marry, that married sex gets repetitive and boring, you will do everything you can to prove how kinky you both are. Guys, it's not necessary just yet. The first year is peak time. For normal sex. The emergency kickstart the bedroom action procedure should only be engaged after year five when your imagination and the physical parts have dried up. Oh dear. <laughs> okay. You will have a routine. While it will take you a while to fit into a mutual routine that works for both of you, you might start to worry that it's bad to fall into a routine. But actually, routine is one of the best things about marriage, and you would actually miss it if it weren't there. There's nothing wrong with wake, work, gym, bath, dinner, Netflix, sex, sleep, repeat. Routine is comforting. Also, figure out a routine for alone time and time with parents and time to spend with friends, with and without your spouse, and time with and without your kids. All right, you will be okay pooping in front of each other. You thought that day would never happen, but guess what, it does. Look, you've promised your whole life to this person and made some pretty hefty vows. You share everything now. If your spouse wants to brush their teeth while you're on the toilet, it's no biggie, right? I don't know if I agree with this one. I think some things should be kept private, and that's probably one of them. I mean, if you're caught in the act, that's one thing, but I think it's probably 
not the best one to to go about doing. Alrighty, let's see what's happening. Decisions can be tricky if you don't address it. So ignoring how you make decisions can point to incompatibility. So when you finally figure out how to make decisions together, it can be gratifying, interesting, and fun, which leads to a loving and supportive marriage. How about ditching the me for we? It's all about control, isn't it? And it's very hard to give up that, la that personal pronoun. One day you just have to realize that it's no longer all about you. It's like a three-legged race. You have to figure out how to move forward together. You'll just easily fall down if you start moving in opposite directions. Yes, you will. You will start falling down. Okay, so money becomes a terrifying issue. Sharing money is scary. Having a joint account makes you feel like a grown-up. But associated problems of budgeting, fair spending, and saving can be a headache when you're getting used to them in those first months. No more dipping into the funds when your first urge hits you. You have to think as a unit because you don't want to hurt your partner. Isn't sharing grand? <laughs> it can be if you look at it that way. Multi-person budgeting can be horrifying. When you were single, you were able to splurge on a golf iron anytime you felt like it. Now, you'll have to have a conversation with your spouse before making any big ticket purchases. Some of the biggest fights a couple will have during their first year of marriage are over finances. Take the time to sit down together and talk about monthly expenses like car payments, student loans, savings, and the credit card bills. Then discuss where you'd like to allot any leftover cash. Is traveler important to you as a couple? Do you need a separate budget for your morning espresso? What about a clothing budget for each of you? If neither of you are great with finances and budgeting, think about enrolling in a financial management class or actually meeting with a financial advisor. These can be some very important tips for you. Okay, not communicating more clearly will put a gunshot wound in your relationship. I can't say that enough. The two of you need to take time to really talk. A conflict can be resolved when you communicate well with each other. And no, that doesn't mean that you're doing all the talking while your partner listens. You're both going to have hard days, but being clear with your significant other will help you get through them. Plus, how you handle disagreements during your first year will set the precedent for the rest of your marriage. You will try to recreate your honeymoon. Now, let's face it, it was amazing. You were on a high and maybe other people help you pay for the honeymoon and the passion was off the charts. No weekend in the local mountains will match that. Nevertheless, breaks away will be very important and while they are not the same as your week in the Caribbean, there's no reason why it can't be just as memorable in its own right. You will get annoyed at the in-laws. As you try to win over your husband or wife, you did everything you could to butter up their parents and agreed with every word they said, probably. Now that you've had a chance to assess your feelings on their faults, you find yourself trying to find ways to address their transgressions. It's all a learning curve for both you and your in-laws and in the end if it goes well you each will be happier the trouble in finding an effective way to deal with the situation without alienating the offenders is a real challenge so don't be rash toss it around discuss it with your spouse and friends and I'm sure there is a path that will make you feel confident and heard 
By the way, if you've just joined us, you're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. It's so great to have you here today. We are talking about marriage and how it will change you and hopefully change you for the better. So call in at 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. By the way, if you enjoy our show, please show your love. You can listen, call, like our fan page, follow, comment, share, tell a friend, start with my Amazon link, download my app, buy my book on Amazon. These are all ways that you can help the Men's Advocate Show. I also want to tell you that we are in our soft opening for Henson Brewing Company. We are open now. Thursday through Sunday. We hope to see you there. We're getting great reviews and you can find us on Facebook on our own page Henson Brewing Company also on Untapped or Yelp or IG Twitter all the social media we're we're everywhere so just find us come visit us in Burbank, California. Our specialties are we make English style ales and mention this show and I'll give you a free little bonus okay all right we'll catch you then you've had a long day you just want to escape the world and you know just the place to do it round up your mates and head over to Henson Brewing Company Burbank's premier craft brewery quality complexity and always easy to drink we're open now follow us on Instagram Facebook and untapped Henson Brewing Company, Burbank, California. Hi guys, you've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show. Linda Gross wants you to know what turns a woman on and makes her go wild so she just can't help herself. Check out Linda's book, Mastering Women, Real Truth About Women That'll Change Your Life Forever. Linda gives you all the insider tips on how to catch a woman and if you want, to keep her. In four easy steps, these proven techniques will make women just melt. Ever wonder why the girl you really liked seemed to be great when you met, then all of a sudden just goes cold on you and turns you off? Linda will also let you know what not to do on a date. Never blow it again by losing another hot woman. You don't have to be good looking or even have money. Her book, Mastering Women, is available in paperback and ebook. Men, Linda's on your side. So buy her book, Mastering Women. Buy it for now. And don't keep your women waiting another minute. Get Mastering Women today. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Now back to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM. Where men can be men. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today we are talking about marriage will change you. Okay? So next up on the list is the first anniversary will be a big thing. Don't be disappointed by the fact that only you and your spouse will make a fuss over it. Sure, you might get a few cards or posts on your Facebook or IG, but it's not about recreating your original day. It's more about coming up with something new to make this new day special. It's about the two of you. What makes you feel good about being with your partner? That's a good point to start with. Then build from there. If you're going to a restaurant or a special destination, most places will help you celebrate another year together. It's just as good as celebrating your birthday. And that first anniversary night, yeah, it can be pretty magical. If you have done a whole year 
give yourselves a pat on the back. The first year you swam through tons of adjustments. It should only get easier and easier in the coming years as you spend time with your mate. You might wonder if you did the right thing by marrying. It won't always be easy and you'll occasionally question your judgment. It's normal and expected. When we are unsure of ourselves, it's easy to question the process. So you will look back at the unsure times and be proud that you made it through as a couple. Okay, but it won't take you long to get your answer. It's a very fleeting doubt and just spending time in the company of this human being you love unconditionally means that the marriage was the best decision you've ever made. And if you've enjoyed that first year, think of how many more you have ahead of you. Yep, married life can be pretty awesome. Yes, indeed. <laughs> okay. If you've just joined us, you're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. We are talking today about marriage will change you. Yes, it will. If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. We are talking about marriage will change you. So we're going to talk now about a couple of real life comments from couples. This next person says, before we were married, we were always so busy, it was hard to find the time to be together. I assumed that once we were married, it wouldn't be a problem, like it would magically solve itself. Of course it didn't, but we problem solved and decided to make regular dates on Fridays for just the two of us. Now we know we always have Fridays together. Isn't that nice? Okay, in our first year of marriage, we ended up having to move in with my husband's parents because we couldn't afford to rent our own apartment. My dream of having a happy life with my husband was put on hold. We almost never had any time alone together. It was a big disappointment, but it served a purpose by helping us focus on getting our work lives together so we could become independent more quickly okay this is a big one you, you guys should discuss finances well ahead of popping the question so these sorts of financial issues won't come up because I'm sure it's absolutely no fun to live with the in-laws right so you got to do some planning to get some of these issues right and if you didn't do advanced planning because you didn't know to bring this type of issue up Again, create a roadmap on how you're going to get from point A to point B. I mean, after the second person uh, gets a new job, how much debt do you own? How much money do you have to save up in order to get the apartment again? So all these sorts of issues are going to come up and you need to make a plan. Just don't live day after day after day without a plan because it's not going to get you out of the parent's house and it will create a big wedge between the two of you that you really don't want to have. Next up, this other couple said their eating habits went way downhill. So what would happen is you do the lazy thing, you sit on the couch after work and eat pizza and popcorn instead of having real meals. So when the scale starts to creep up and you're gaining weight, you know you have to plan and cook healthier meals. So it takes a real effort to then change bad eating habits. This one is so true. So you need to map out things that are your favorites. You need to map out things that you dislike and then hopefully at least five days in the week where you have to eat at home because maybe the budget doesn't allow for you to be going out all the time, obviously. So you have to map out and do some planning. You have to say, okay, Monday we're eating this and Tuesday we're eating that. I know it's really hard to plan, but the more planning that goes in, the more planning that goes into um, your food and the food preparation, the better and healthier you're going to be because you're going to be eating decent meals. Okay. 
Next couple says, we argued over who was cleaning the house. We live in a studio apartment, which was bad because we had no separate spaces. I was obsessed with keeping things clean. My husband took much more of a relaxed approach, and it made me so mad, and he was getting sick of all my freakouts. Eventually, we moved into a bigger place, and now he keeps his stuff in his own space. Okay, that's one way to solve it, but another way to solve it is maybe you have to be in that studio apartment for a lot longer than you thought, and you have to make it work. There has to be boundaries. There has to be consequences. You have to mutually agree on what you agree to. If you use dishes, maybe you have to take them back in the kitchen and put them in the sink, or maybe you have to take turns as to who's washing the dishes. All of this needs to get done and spoken about and there's no time like the present. So maybe you hate all these chores. I mean, who doesn't hate chores? So maybe there's a trade-off. Maybe one person washes the dishes and the other person does the drying or puts the dishes away after the, the load is complete, the dishwasher load is complete. So you have to work this kind of stuff out. And is it hard to do? Yes, it's hard to do, but it has to be done. This next couple had a hard time dealing with the holidays in their first year. And they write, we wanted to please everyone in both families, so we ended up going to three Christmas dinners. His parents, my parents, and his sisters. <laughs> when we came home about 20 pounds heavier for the month, we realized that we had to organize holiday family visits, so they worked better for both of us. So, yeah, you have to trade off. There is just no way, no other way to do it. So maybe one parent gets the Thanksgiving holiday and the opposite set of parents gets the, uh, the Christmas holidays or the December holidays and then the following year you switch it. So if there's a third person involved, I don't know what you do with the sister. Maybe you have the main meal at one house and then maybe you go to the sister's house for dessert. I don't know, It's that's a tough question when there's three uh, families that you have to go to, but definitely don't forfeit your health because you don't wanna hurt somebody's feelings. It has to get worked out. Okay, this next couple writes, money was our issue. We had to learn to discuss things with each other or they were used to being single and they just wanted to buy what they wanted to buy the way they wanted to buy it. And that's not a very mature approach. So you need to sit down every month and go over the bills. And of course, at first, you're really going to hate it. But it, at the end of the day, it's the right thing to do is to set a budget and set a budget for spending money for mad money for the each of you and also set a budget for savings as well because all three of these avenues are so important you can't just leave it to chance because if you go over budget then you're going to be in debt and it's really no fun being in debt paying high interest rates to some dumb company for a product or service that you don't even really need so if you don't have it to spend, don't spend it. I mean, just go old school. After all your recurring bills are paid, you have to figure out how much is left over and divide that by four weeks, and that's your total budget for that week. So if you spend it all in week one, then you have nothing else to spend for week two, three, and four. Um, that's how it goes. So make that budget because it will end up strengthening your marriage when you actually have time to do fun things like saving or planning for a vacation or planning to buy a big ticket item together. It'll make you feel good that you've worked on this big investment together. The next couple writes, the low point of our first year was losing my job. Now the high point was that spouse didn't lose their job. So early on they had to learn how to depend on each other and it made us stronger as a couple. So yay for this couple, all right? So yeah, you have to plan for what happens if 
bad luck befalls you. I mean, in this case, it might be losing a job. Maybe it's a medical condition. Maybe you tripped and fell. Maybe it was a car accident. Bad stuff does happen. Maybe the roof caved in and now you need a new roof. I mean, all kinds of things uh, can and do happen. So you have to plan for a rainy day and that's what the savings department and maintenance department are for that you have a little bit of a cushion in some funds so it takes some of the stress away from when bad luck uh, comes your way. Now what about the social aspect? This next couple writes that it seems like it's her job to make plans to see the friends like she's the social activity director now this could go in either direction it could be that he is the social activity director which is fine if one person wants that role but if the other person really doesn't want the role what do you do then so you have to work stuff like this out because you know if the the opposite spouse doesn't really want to take on that role I mean it's not just about the two of you you have to incorporate family and friends into the equation so again communication is really key here and you're going to want to figure out how to solve this problem so it gives you an opportunity to make it right okay okay uh, this next couple writes that in the first year of marriage she he or she learned that the spouse was completely incapable of putting any dirty clothes in the hamper so all the laundry fell a few inches shy of the hamper uh, and the the letter writer says it drove this person crazy yeah I had one like that and he was just a few inches away from the hamper too and clothes would be strewn all over the house uh, from the second that he walked through the door and it's quite annoying and quite disrespectful so yeah it's a big one you have to be respectful of somebody's space and the other person is not your maid I bet you that person is working hard as well and you need to come to terms with how to deal with this and it's just absolutely not okay so get this handled okay so in summary, oh, before we get to the summary, I just wanted to mention again that Henson Brewing Company is now open. We are in Burbank, California. We look forward to your visiting us. We are open Thursday through Sunday. So our hours are after work Thursday and Friday from 4 to 9. Saturdays we're open 12 to 9. And Sundays we are open 12 to 7. So you can find us on the Untapped app. You can also find us on IG and Facebook to see what our beer list is and see what other reviewers are saying about our brewery. And I'm sure you'll be very pleased. Please mention the show when you come, and I'll be happy to give you a little bonus. All right? So in summary with today's topic, we're talking about marriage will change you. One of the best ways of upping your odds and staying happily married don't get pregnant for two years. Now, the first year is full of major adjustments. The second year can be your alone and happy time before the kids. The second year really is your honeymoon period. So many people don't plan and therefore biology takes over and you have a kid, quote unquote, on accident. You don't want that to be you. So, the standard divorce odds are 50-50. And here is the big secret. If you delay having kids for two years, you will up your odds to having to 80% of having a successful marriage. That's pretty good odds. I, You know, it's definitely worth the wait. So uh, wear a condom or practice birth control uh, for the female and you can bump up your odds all the way to 80% if you just delay having kids for a little bit. The secondary thing that you can do is to delay marriage until you are at least 25 years old. The human brain isn't even finished being built by way of maturity until age 25. So by waiting, you give yourself the best chance of making mature 
intelligent decisions. And I write more about this biological um, feature in my book, Mastering Women. You'll want to pick that up on Amazon. You can get it in the ebook format as well as paperback. And it's a very important fact that a lot of young people don't realize that you're just not mature enough to make the proper decision. So don't do it. Don't work against nature. So wait till you're 25 and that'll up your odds as well. Okay. I hope you've taken in what we've said today and I hope you will find these tips useful in your life and in your new marriage. I'd love to hear from you. You can PM me on IG and Twitter and Facebook and all the the regular channels, social media channels. I would love to hear your comments and feedback on the show. So until next time, you're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. We will catch you each and every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Men's Advocate Show. Hey guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back, usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's themensadvocate.com slash coaching. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Darn! Maybe you missed part of this show. Maybe you're still at work during the show. Maybe you heard the show, but would like to listen again. Your problems are easily solved. Listen to any and all of Linda's archived shows at your convenience. Just Google SoundCloud The Men's Advocate. That's Google SoundCloud The Men's Advocate. The on-demand library is also available on the TuneIn app. Subscribe now and please share with your friends. Thanks for tuning in to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMAT 1490 AM, where men can be men. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today, we are talking about dealing with the in-laws. How do you deal with difficult people? Yeah, you got to deal with them at work. You got to deal with them uh, maybe in a retail setting when you're trying to buy something and they're just, you know, idiotic salespeople on the floor or whatever. Maybe you're trying to deal with a company that you're calling and they're hassling you with regard to your insurance and you just can't take it anymore. So all these things come with our day-to-day stresses, but, you know, to deal with this issue on a personal level when it's an immediate family member of you or your spouse, boy, oh boy, it can really take a toll. So um, before we hop in on this topic, I just wanted to let you know that we have now opened Henson Brewing Company. We are opening with uh, limited hours in the beginning, and we'll add more hours as we get busier more hours and more days as as we get busier. We're Henson Brewing Company. Check us out on Yelp, Untapped, Facebook, Twitter, you know, all your favorite social media. It's out there. And we're open from Thursday, Thursday and Friday evenings, all day Saturday, all day Sunday, and come for a visit. The beers are delectable. We specialize in English-style brewing as opposed to German-style brewing. Um... Anyway, you'll really like our 
ales and IPAs and stouts and porters and everything in between. So come out for a visit. We'd love to see you. Mention that you heard us here on KMET 1490 AM, and we'll um, comp you with a free gift, okay? Make, make that happen. All right. So anyway, back at today's topic, set some boundaries. Now, boundaries can both take the... Uh, take the appearance of being and emotional. So here are some physical boundaries to be aware of. Visits will not involve anyone sleeping over. (laughs) So, you know, they they come at 5 o'clock to have dinner and sure they stay a couple of hours, you know, for appetizers and then the dinner. And meanwhile, before you know it, it's 11 o'clock at night and now they want to have a sleepover. So, you know, of course, if they've been, if there's been drinking involved, I wouldn't set them on their way because I don't really don't like to have them drink and drive. Maybe if this is a an occasional occurrence, uh, that might be one thing. Maybe if it's an occurrence that you're okay with, that might be another. Maybe if it's pre-planned. Maybe they uh, are coming Saturday with the understanding in advance that they're going to sleep over so you can get that guest room ready or what have you. So I would say discuss it over with your spouse to see what makes the most amount of sense um, and then go with that. If if it is a drinking and driving issue, maybe you can uh, have them come over with a Lyft or Uber and then send them home with a Lyft or Uber, depending on if they live close by. And, uh, you know, that would solve that. Then Then there's no excuse with, you know, who's coming and going and who's staying, if that if staying over is going to be an issue with your family. Maybe it's not an issue at all, staying over, and that's fine too. So again, I would check this one off with your spouse, see what the two of you are comfortable doing, and then come up with a game plan to execute that. Okay, next up, I know some couples get annoyed um, that if there's too many phone calls. So what is your ideal amount of phone calls with the in-laws? Is it once a day? Is it once a week? Is it every other day? Like, like what is it, right? And so that answer might change depending on who the recipient of that call is. Maybe if they're calling your spouse, meaning your wife, Maybe once a day is appropriate because they don't need to talk to you, the husband. They're only calling to talk to the wife. So if they're formerly used to call checking in once a day or, heck, even more than once a day, if the two parties are happy with that, just let it go. If you've just joined us, you're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show. We enjoyed having you here today. Please spread the word. Share the word about our show. You are listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross, each and every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll catch you next week right here. See you then.